God bless you. This is Apostle Anthony Wilson with Love by Neighbor. And this week we are going to bring to you a message that we preached over the weekend called Scattered from Acts chapter 8. So grab your Bibles and get ready. Go to Acts chapter 8. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 8. And I pray that in this season where we are all scattered, not able to come together as, as the church body as a whole, that there is still purpose and power even though we're scattered. I pray that this message blesses you and encourages you. Uh, Let's go into the message. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come and bring your word today. We ask God that you would just bless this time. Lord, let this be a right now word. Let this be an encouraging word, an inspiring word, an empowering word, an impacting word that will uh, launch your people out to do the work that you called them to do. God, I thank you for your anointing and your power in this season. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, This morning, uh, we're going to be coming uh, from Acts chapter 8. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 8. We're still in our series, Patient in My Suffering. We're going to show patience in my suffering. Patience in my suffering. Um, In Acts chapter 8, the early church is in the midst of some turmoil. Amen. Anybody know that the church is in the midst of turmoil along with the rest of the world? That it's not just the world that's in turmoil, but the church also is in turmoil. In this particular passage in Acts chapter 8, a young man on fire for the Lord named Stephen was just killed and they're suffering a loss Uh, isn't it interesting that uh, in the bible they went through uh, very similar things that we go through today that the church going through and dealing with death and dealing with uh, losing people and dealing with persecution and dealing with all types of issues the church here um, is showing us what our response should be. Amen. And so I entitled this message Scattered. Scattered. How many feel scattered right now? How many feel like you have been just separated and sent to your own corner and you are stuck in a place where you are scattered? And we're scattered throughout the city. We're scattered throughout the country. We're scattered throughout the nation. We're scattered throughout the world. But there's a word for us in this time where we have been scattered. And it's interesting that things come against the body of Christ and we see the turmoil that the the early saints had to go through in order to fight through this particular time of death and persecution and chaos and confusion. And so today we're going to talk about what to do when you're scattered. Amen. I'm going to read through the verses and then we're going to go through verse by verse and break this down. Uh, I believe that God has some wisdom for us uh, from Acts chapter 8 in the early church as they went through uh, something uh, very unique that made them feel and think probably the way that we feel and think, except for they did some things differently. Amen. And so in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, out of the New King James, it says, Now Saul was consenting to his death. Whose death? 
He's talking about the death of Stephen. And at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered. Say that with me, scattered. They were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Isn't it interesting how we're scattered through all regions? We're scattered in different cities. We're scattered in different places. But the church is scattered. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made a great lament over him. They took time, even in the midst of this scattering, to honor one of the fallen. Isn't that interesting? I, I know it feels like sometimes that we shouldn't even worry about it, but they took time to make sure that they honored him. Mm, we'll come back to that. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church. See, in the New King James, it says havoc. Uh, some other translations says chaos, tumult, but havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered, say it with me, scattered, scattered. went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried with a loud voice and came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. Thank God for his word. The first thing that I want to point out is that the church was scattered. I know we feel like we're the first ones and the only ones that have ever gone through a time where the church has been scattered. Mm -hmm. I know we feel like this is the oh, first time in history that the churches have been closed and people have been forced out and people have been persecuted and, and sent to different places. But guess what? We read right here a time where the church was scattered. Yeah. A time where the church was separated. So this is not the first time that this has happened. This is not the only time that this will happen. There may be other times where we're scattered. And we have to be able to respond correctly when we are scattered. When we are uh, uh, separated from one another. When we can't gather like we would like to gather. Uh, we got to be able to function in a state of scattered. Yeah. How many feel like you're scattered right now? How many feel yeah. like you yeah. have been not allowed to come together and it's frustrating and it's troubling you and you're wondering, is the devil winning? Is, is, is the enemy uh, destroying the church? But I'm going to tell you something about the church. The, the, the church is resilient because Jesus said it this way, that upon this rock, Yes. I will build my yes. church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, and so even when you're scattered, you're still not destroyed. Even when you're hard-pressed, you're still not in despair. Right. Even when you're troubled on every side, you're not, oh, come on. Come on I, I wish on. you would understand that scattered doesn't mean destroyed. Yes. Scattered doesn't mean defeated. Come on. Scattered doesn't mean that it's over. Oh, God. The, the, the church has been scattered before, and there's something about Jesus' church that, that, that they survive through difficult times. The church begins to thrive in the midst of very difficult times. This is when we're at our best, y'all. Yeah. I, I wish you would understand that yeah. right now yeah. is the time that the church should be at its best when we're scattered. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, you you should have kept us together because we would have stayed comfortable. We'd have, we 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 just came together and hugged each other, loved each other. We wouldn't have been scattered all over the place, witnessing the other people and touching the other people's right, lives, right. And ministering to folks over here and over there. There's something about when the church is scattered. Just because we're scattered, we're not separated. Come on. Because we're kept together by a spiritual bond. We're, we're, we're kept together by a spiritual unity. And so just because we're scattered, we're not destroyed. I'm all for it. Uh, I dare somebody to write in the comments, I'm scattered but not destroyed. Right. I'm scattered uh, I dare, but dare not somebody destroyed. to say, I'm scattered but not scattered. destroyed. Just because not you're destroyed. scattered doesn't mean that the enemy has defeated us or won. The church is not beaten just because we're scattered. Uh, I got to move on to my next point, but I feel something right here because somebody needs to be encouraged because you thought because we were scattered that, that, that everything was broken. You thought because we were scattered that, all oh, the church is over and it'll never be the same again. But that there's been times in the past where everything that has been done, <laughs> everything that's being done has been done. There's nothing new under the sun. And so you got to understand that the church has gone through difficult times in the past. Yes. And we're still here. Somebody Amen. type in the comments, I'm still here. We're still, still here. We're still here. We're still here. Yes, yes. And so the first thing we see in Acts 8-1 is that we're scattered. But in verse 2, uh -huh. we see that the church was dealing with death. This is one of the most difficult things for believers. Uh, in today's society, that when someone passes away, it causes people to question their faith. It causes people to question, mm -hmm. where's God? Yeah. Uh, when somebody passes away, we're wondering, God, why? Why did this, why do good things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. You look at a young man like Stephen, all he did was share the gospel. Yeah. The Bible says that his face was like the face of an angel. But yet these men killed Stephen. And Stephen, on his way out, he didn't even want it to be held to their account. He asked God to forgive them. And we ought to be asking God to forgive when people are killed for no reason at all. I know it's hard. Ah, I wish somebody understood how difficult it is. But this is not the first time that the church has had to deal with death. Uh, the, the, the death of the saints is, is a very difficult thing to take because for some reason we feel if we believe in God, then we're impervious to leaving this life. But guess what? For most people who believe in God, leaving this life is the best thing for them. They actually are looking forward to being in the presence of the Lord. Because the Bible says to be absent from the body yes. is to be present with the Lord. That from in that particular moment, this corruptible puts on incorruption yeah. and this mortal puts on immortality and the and every the sting of death is swallowed up in victory and so we transform from this corruptible body into an incorruptible body in the presence of the Lord. Now, now, now yeah, yeah, there's going to be time where we have to wait for everything to be taken care of, but we no longer have to be in this place with sickness and disease and heartache and pain. And so it's not a bad thing, but yet we weep. Because we see in the passage that they begin to lament yeah. Yeah. and cry. Uh, yeah. It's all right to mourn. It's, okay. it's all right to cry. It's all right to miss them. It's all right to, to, to feel the pain of loss. Right. 
Yes. Oh, yes. the church was dealing with loss, yes. the loss of a great man of God who stood up for the faith, a man that was willing to stand up and speak the truth, and he died speaking the truth. And so the church was dealing with death. Uh, it, it, it's interesting because right now, how many are dealing with the death toll? Uh -huh. And you're watching it rise. You're looking at the numbers just increase day after day. And you say, God, why? Well, this life is temporary. The Bible says it's like a vapor. It's here one minute and gone the next. Right. Uh -huh. I, I, I just pray that, that when I go, people can say that I fought a good fight. Come on. And I finished my course. I, 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 wanna, I just hope that when it's my time, I did everything that God wanted me to do. Right. That, I, that I accomplished every goal that he wanted me to accomplish. Yeah. Just because we're in the midst of turmoil, we're in the midst of trial, we're in the midst of tribulation, doesn't mean that you stop doing what God called you to do. Right. It doesn't mean that you stop doing the things that he's ordained for you to do. Amen. And so even in the midst of dealing with death, the church had to go on. Yes. But they weren't just dealing with death. Look at verse 3. The church is consumed by chaos. Mm -hmm. By chaos. As for Saul made havoc of the church entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. One thing that I've noticed is that every household that I know about is going through something right now. There are people losing jobs. There are people with sick family members. There are people going through depression and isolationism. There are people going through the churches being consumed right now by chaos. There's all kinds of things coming against us. But that's why I wanted to let you know about the resilience of the people of God. That even in the midst of chaos and confusion and being confronted with all kinds of challenges, I believe that God is still speaking. I believe that God is still moving. I believe that God still has a plan and he still has a purpose for your life. He still has something that he needs you to do. And you can't sit back and succumb to the chaos. You can't sit back and succumb to the confusion. You can't sit back and be overwhelmed by what's coming at you. These folks were being overwhelmed. They were knocking down their doors and dragging them out of their houses. They were under so much pressure. I know there's somebody out there that feels like you're under pressure. You feel like the, the, the things are too heavy and that they're overwhelming you and that they're, they're, they're increasing every second and every minute. But this is not the first time that the church has had to go through this type of thing. And it doesn't make you any less saved. I had to tell somebody the other day. I said, it doesn't make you strange that you're going through. Right. It doesn't make you uh, 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 an alien or, or somebody that is odd because you're going through. Everybody's going through something right now. If they would just tell you that they're going through something, they're worried about a family member. They're worried about a situation. They're worried about a circumstance. They're, they're in a place where it's tense and, and there's an anxiety and there's all kinds of things happening. Yeah, the church being consumed by chaos is not the end of all things, but it is a fact of life that you're going to have to go through some fire sometimes. Yeah. The Bible says, think it not strange. The fiery trials that come to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Now think about this. Peter was there for this. So when Peter is saying, think it not strange, Peter's got some events in his life to look back on. Wow. 
execution from Acts chapter 8. He can look back on him being thrown in prison back in Acts chapter 5. He can look back on the trials and the tribulations of his life. And he can and he can say, think it not strange, yeah, yeah, yeah. these fiery trials that come to try you. And so this thing that is happening is not a strange thing. But if you're persecuted for Christ, the glory of God and the spirit of God is on you. Come on now. And you know that the glory and the spirit of God is on them because what happens in verse 4. This is totally different than what people normally do. But in verse 4, we find that the scattered begin to spread the gospel. And so instead of spreading fear, instead of spreading anxiety and doubt, they begin to spread the gospel. Instead of spreading the virus, they begin to spread the gospel. Instead of spreading all kinds of rumors and conspiracies, they begin to spread the gospel. I wish somebody would send me a message of the gospel instead of messages of conspiracy. I wish people would send me messages of hope instead of messages of damnation and judgment. I wish somebody would spread the gospel instead of spreading fear and panic and paranoia. I wish somebody would speak the word of God. The Bible says they scatter and they begin to preach the word of God everywhere. Every household, every outlet, I, I dare somebody to get on social media and just begin to share the gospel. Get on your Twitter and share the gospel. Get on your Instagram and share the gospel. Get on your Facebook and share the gospel. Get on your YouTube and spread the gospel. As you are scattered, begin to spread the word everywhere. Infect this entire city. Infect this entire state. Infect this entire nation with the good news of the gospel in the midst of bad news. I love your word. I love your word. Yes. They were scattered and began to spread the gospel. They didn't spread conspiracy. They didn't spread fear. Why didn't they spread fear? Why didn't they run and tell everybody, look at what Saul's doing to us? How come they didn't do that? He's, he's dragging people off. He's putting them in prison. He's doing this and he's doing that. They didn't do that. They went and began to preach the word everywhere. How can this be? This wow. is so upside down from our culture. This is so different from what we do. Oh, man. Wow. What, 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 what is it that they're made of? What is it that's different from them? Well, 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 let me tell you. They, 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 when, when, when you're giving up everything, you can't be threatened with taking anything. Right. Come on. They already were living in a state of freedom because they had given up everything to follow Jesus. Come on. And, and, and if I could, uh, if you would give up everything to follow Jesus, right. then they can't threaten you with taking anything from you. Right. If you would just give up everything to live for the Lord, right now is a time of, 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 of recalibrating and, 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 and redoing your priorities and reprioritizing things and figuring out what is really necessary and what isn't. And see, 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 you, you'll jump up and you'll go spread the gospel when you don't feel like you're losing a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. But when you feel like you're losing so much, all you can talk about is what you feel like you're losing. Right. Wow. How come they didn't talk about the fact that Saul threw so-and-so in prison? We'll talk about the fact, did you know so-and-so got sick? Wow. That person? Yeah. And this person? That happened to them. And, 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 and I'm not saying to turn a blind eye yes. 
to reality. But what I'm saying is that there's something more important than the things that we lose in this life. That there's something bigger than, than, than the fact that you lose this or you lose that. There's something bigger than what's coming at you. There are some that, 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 were, that when this thing hit, they started feeling like, I need to run to the streets and tell everybody about Jesus. Wow. And in this time, all you got to do is pick up your phone and look into that camera. And tell somebody that Jesus loves you. That he's not willing for anyone to perish. But that all come to repentance. That God's plan is for every man, woman, boy, and girl to come to know him and be saved from the wrath to come. What, what if you just picked up that phone? Or what if you just looked into that camera? What if you begin to take that keypad and begin to type in uh, that God is desiring that all men be saved? What if we spread that all over the internet? Amen. What if we spread that all over? Uh, there are some, uh, I saw yesterday, Pastor Joe, even in the midst of a very difficult situation, gets on, uh, gets on Facebook and begins to minister and dance. It's almost just like these people. It's like, why aren't you talking about how bad things are? Why are you dancing and, and, and sharing the message of hope when you're in a situation that is so difficult? How can you do that? How can you turn around and, and be hopeful in a situation that seems like it's hopeless? I, I wish we had some people that would start preaching hope in a hopeless situation and tell people that Jesus Christ is Lord, even though it feels like everything is going crazy, it's all under control because God is still on the throne. That's right, that's right, that's right. And so those that were scattered began to spread the gospel. Mm. I dare you to on everything that you send from here on out, tag it, hashtag scattered and spreading the gospel. Mm. Hashtag scattered and spreading the gospel. And then do it. I challenge you. Mm -hmm. I challenge you. Your next post, share the gospel. Your next Instagram post, share the gospel. Your next tweet, share the gospel. Uh, I'm going to take the challenge myself. My next podcast, I'm going to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. The the, the next video I do, I'm going to share the gospel. Uh All you vloggers, I dare you to just share the gospel. I dare you to just look into the camera and just share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell people that if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised them from the dead that you shall be saved if you repent and turn from the things that you've been doing and turn from the way that you've been living and bow your knee to Jesus Christ that he'll come into your heart he'll, he'll give you his spirit right here right now he'll become Lord over your life he won't just come in he'll be Lord he'll take over and then your life will take on new meaning because if any man is in Christ he is a new creation all things are passed away and all behold all things are made new. Yes, yes, yes. I dare you to say scattered but preaching the gospel. Scattered but preaching the gospel. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Verse 5 through 7. Philip, he went to Samaria and preached Christ to them. He went to Samaria and preached Christ to them. There's some of you that are in a city that needs Christ. And they need somebody bold and bad enough to say he's a healer. Some people are afraid to say that he's a healer right now. Some people are afraid to say 
that he has the power to transform your life today. But Philip, even after watching Stephen die, wow, wow, I love yeah. your Wow, he just watched Stephen die. Mm, come on, for sharing the message of Christ. Yes, and he still went out and come preached on. to God. Yes, yes, wow. yes. I'm not asking you to be foolish. Come on. I'm asking you to be led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. There are some folks right around you yes. that need to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. There are some people on your block <laughs> that need to hear the gospel. Come on. There are some people in your apartment complex yes. that need to hear the gospel. And you may have to put on gloves. You may have to put a mask on. You may have to walk around with hand sanitizer and alcohol wipes. But you ought to still preach the gospel in the lanes that you go in while you're going to the grocery store tell somebody that Jesus Christ is Lord you know that right uh, while you're at the gas station and you're wiping down the pump with the hand sanitizer and the alcohol wipes and you got your napkin around your hand you still say but God is still good and he's still a saved he's still saving souls and he's still healing the sick and so uh, you need prayer <laughs> I'll pray for you for right here we got about 60 seconds while we pump this gas I'm going to say a prayer for you and your family right now. I wish somebody was bold enough to bring joy to their city. Bring joy to their neighborhood. Bring joy to their friends. I know you're too busy because you got this Zoom meeting and you got that Zoom meeting and you're on the, but I dare you to take some time off of your Zoom meetings and share with someone. I don't care if you share it over the phone. I don't care if you turn your Zoom meeting into a gospel message meeting. Oh. Amen. Whatever you got to do, share the gospel right now like never before. This is the time. Yeah. In the midst of chaos, these people are preaching the word. This is not a fun time. They're, they're, they're not all together. They're scattered. <laughs> There's power when you're scattered. Especially when you understand that just because I'm scattered, it doesn't mean I'm disconnected from God. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, they'll find their way back together. Yeah, they're going to plant new churches and new bodies of Christ, and they're going to come together in later places. But right now, they're scattered. And in this season of scattered, God is looking for people to preach Christ. Come on. Yes. Don't preach doom and gloom. Preach Christ. Hey. We need to tell them that this is the end of the world. No, we need to tell them that Jesus Christ wants to save them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what you lead with. Lead with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't lead with judgment. Lead with Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to open up the conversation with, oh, in the last days. Ah. We need to open up the conversation with Jesus says. Jesus. <laughs> that I have come to seek and save that which is lost. Come on. We ought to lead the conversation, open up the conversation when Jesus uh, came and died for the sins of every boy, every man, every woman, every girl. Yes, yes. That's where we need to start. Yes. Look at what it says. I'm going to read this real quick. He says, and Philip went to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did yeah. for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice, came out of many and uh, were deep, or were possessed, and many were paralyzed and were lame. These people were healed by the power of God. This is the time for miracles. I told the people weeks ago that I was going to pray every day 
until I see the recovery numbers outrank the confirmed. I want the recovery to outrank the confirmed. Yes. How many want to pray with me that the recovered are going to outnumber the confirmed? Amen. Oh, y'all ain't talking back Come to me. On. I, I, yes. I sense yes. the fear in you, but I dare you to trust God yeah. and believe that the recovered will outrank the confirmed. That the numbers of recovered would rise uh, exponentially, that they will rise continually. That every time I look at the number, I'm praying for that recovery number to keep going up. I, I want to keep seeing people yeah. recover. Yeah. I want to keep seeing people come back from the brink of destruction. I want to see people coming back. I, I'm praying for the recovery numbers to begin to rise and move up. I know there's some people that say, well, I'm just going to pray that nobody gets it. Well, there's people that already got it, and we need to pray that they be healed and that those recover. Because once they come out of this, the testimonies are going to ring out through generations. There are going to be people that say, I was there, and I caught the virus, and I'm still here because God had a purpose and a plan for me. He needed me to stay here in order to tell you that God can deliver even from a pandemic. Come on. Yes, yes. And so the people begin to heed the things that he said and they begin to see the miracles that he was doing. Yes. This is the time for miracles. Lord, we need signs and wonders and miracles. God, we need you to touch people right now in the name of Jesus. We need your power to flow right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. yes, Lord. I was talking to my wife the other, the other day, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know ain't nobody going to go with me, and that's okay. I'll put on my hazmat suit, and I'm going to go to, the, to, the, to this laundromat. And I'm going to put quarters in these machines, and I'm going to help people that are in need. I'm going to hit up a gas station, and I'm going to bless some people. I, I said, we, we already put the money aside to do it. I said, even if it's just me, that, that there's got to be somebody bold enough to go out there and begin to bring this revival. And she said, you sure you want to do that? You sure? I was like, I, I, you know me, I got to do it. You know, I'm the guy that sat in front of my apartments with water bottles and just handing them out to people. I can't change just because of this, this virus. I'll change the proper precautions, but I can't change because there's still people that need to know that Jesus saves. There's still people that need to know that, that, that somebody out there cares. There's still people that need to come in contact with the love of God. And sometimes it's just a kind gesture that might turn somebody's life around that may cause somebody to say, you know what, why are you out here? Why are you doing this? Why are you risking this? Why are you and like, it ain't no risk to me. The risk is not talking to you. The risk is leaving you to your own devices. The risk is saying that I hope somebody else goes out and do it because if nobody else goes out and do it there's a risk of that person dying and never knowing Jesus Christ and I'm not really willing to take that risk and so I'll take all the precautions that I need and I'll go and I'll preach like Philip did until the entire city uh, hears the gospel until people are healed and delivered and demons are cast out and people are set free I wish I had about three or four or five people yeah. that will get that will go with me and say look I, I want to see the, the, the city delivered I want to see people free in yeah. Jesus Jesus name in the name of Jesus I know that's scary right now I know that's scary right now but get your gloves get your mask get your hand sanitizer get, 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 your, get your hoodie get it all wrapped up and, and, and find that place that God wants you to go because you're going to the grocery store anyway right so you might as well tell somebody about Jesus while you're there you're getting gas in your car anyway 
So you might as well tell somebody about Jesus while you're, while you're there. Some of you got to use the laundry bag anyway. So you might as well tell somebody Jesus saves. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, Philip went and he preached Christ to them. Ah, yeah. Finally. Verse 8. Very short verse, but very powerful. And there was great joy in that city. Uh -huh. Acts chapter 8, verse 8. In the Jewish custom, the number 8 is the number of new beginnings. Mm, in Acts chapter 8, verse 8, an entire city got a new beginning. Oh. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 wish, I wish somebody That's good. would understand Amen. that when you be obedient to God, He's getting ready to give somebody a new beginning. Yes, yes. We've been talking about revival. Come on now. We've been talking about seeing God move. But it's going to take people who are scattered. Yes, yes. It's going to take people who have been scattered to the four winds and the four corners mm. to start sharing the gospel in yes. order for great joy to come out. Yes. In order for people to come in contact with the joy that the world could never give them, with a joy that could never be taken away from them, it's going to take some folks that are scattered. Come on, I, wish about, uh, I wish about a hundred scattered people Come on. Yeah. would just infect their neighborhood with the Woo. gospel. Come on. I wish about 150 scattered people would just infect their apartment complex with the gospel. And let's watch revival happen. And let's watch Acts 8.8. Come to pass. Come on, now. I want to see Acts 8 8 come to pass in Aurora. Right. I want to see Acts yeah. 8 8 come to pass in Green Valley Ranch. Yeah. I want to see Acts 8 8 come to pass in Montbello. I want to see Acts 8 8 come to pass in, in, in Park Hill. I want to see Acts 8 8 come to pass in Denver. I want to see Acts 8 8 come back come to pass down in Rhino. I want to see Acts 8 8 come to pass in your city. I wish you would shout out your city and just type in Acts 8 8. Acts 8 8. Yes. I wish this thing would come to pass all over the globe. If in Texas, let Acts 8 8 come to pass. In Florida, let Acts 8 8 come to pass. In New York City, let Acts 8 8 come to pass. I wish that we would just prophesy Acts 8 8 over every city, every town, every county right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, y'all not, not with me. Y'all not with me. Y'all not with me. I feel something. I, I feel something that Acts 8 8 needs to come to pass. Uh, Acts 8 8 needs to come to pass in your city, in your town, where you live. Uh, Acts 8 8 in Des Moines, Iowa. Acts 8 8 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Acts 8 8 in, in, in Chapel Hill, Cal uh, Carolina. Uh, Acts 8 8 come to pass in Fayetteville. Acts 8 8 come to pass. Oh, come on. Yes. I wish somebody would declare Acts 8 8 over their city today. Yes. Uh, I know I'm too hyped, but I'm hyped anyway because Acts 8 8 has got to come to pass. Yes. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And there was great joy in that city. <laughs> yes. Acts 8 8. We declare it. In Pueblo. We declare it. Yes. Down in Trinidad. We declare it. In Fort Collins, come on now. Come on. We declare it. In Greeley, we we, we declare it. Yes. In Boulder, come on. Now. We we declare it. Come on now. Yes. We declare it in Grand Junction. We we declare Acts eight eight. 
in every city. Great joy. Amen. Can you see it? Can, 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 you, can you see it? Can you see that the band is lifted and the people cheering? Can, can, oh, come on, y'all! Y'all wish y'all would. I wish y'all would see it in the spirit. Can you see it? People coming out their houses, people coming back into their churches, people coming back to work, and, and they walk in with smiles on their face because they come through this thing, and it's on the other side of it. We declare Acts eight eight. Yes. In the name of Jesus. 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 Great joy. Yes. Great joy. Amen. Great joy. Yes. We want to continue to pray for healing over our cities. Yes. Because we want Acts 8 8 to come to pass. Yes. We want Acts 8 8 to come to pass. And so we're praying for healing over our cities right now in the name of Jesus. Mm. We're praying for healing to sweep across our country right now in the name of Jesus. We're praying for it right now in Jesus' name. God, begin to heal, begin to deliver, begin to set free. Break every chain in the name of Jesus. Let joy come over every city. We declare Acts 8-8 right here in Aurora. We, we declare Acts 8-8. In Centennial, we, yes, we declare Acts 8-8 in Cherry Creek. We declare Acts 8-8 all throughout the cities mm. and counties. Uh, God, every neighborhood, mm. we declare great joy in the name of Jesus. Praise through God. Through the healing power of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Mm. Jesus' name. If you don't know the Lord today, mm. we want to make time for you to know him. Because the great joy begins with knowing the Lord. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that we must be born again. If you're watching and you don't know the Lord, I want you to pray with me. Say, Father, forgive me for all of my sins. Yes, Lord. I bow my knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I confess with my mouth that he is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. You said with the mouth we confess and with the heart we believe. And so, God, I pray right now that your spirit would come upon them and that you would seal them until the day of redemption. I pray that all souls would be saved. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. As I step out of the way, lovely wife is going to do announcements. Amen. Amen. Pray us out. Amen. We get set up. All right. Amen. Reminder that we do have a Monday night prayer at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Um, there is a new access code, so please make sure you take note of the new access code, but it's available to all from anywhere to call in, so it doesn't matter if you're in Thornton, if you're in Florida, if you're in North Carolina, if you're in California, uh, it's from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, so please make sure uh, you take note of that. Then we have Tuesday Night Bible Study. And that's at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, and it's open for all to come in. I believe uh, we are in Chapter 11, not 10, but Chapter 11, uh, with um, our teacher will be Willie Granberry on Tuesday. So please join us by Zoom on that. If you would like the Zoom information, please make sure.
sure that you make a comment in the notes or notify us at Shore Foundation SFCFC at gmail.com. Wednesday, we have uh, morning coffee from 9.30 to 12.30 p.m. You can jump in at any time to do that, and that's by Zoom as well. Um, like I said, if you need that information, our email address is S-U-R-E-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S-F-C-F-C at gmail.com. Or if you know a member of Shore Foundation, just ask them. They have it. Um, whether that be by text or email. Then our dream class does start on Friday at 7 o'clock by Zoom. Um, and that will be from 7 to 8. So that starts this coming Friday. Also, to all my women who would like to receive the uh, daily devotional, we are starting a daily devotion um, coming tomorrow. If you want that email to you, please put in the comments you would like it emailed or get a hold of myself so that I can get that, or you can send that to Shore Foundation SFCFC at gmail.com. And then we will be starting our series, our academy classes. Um, I believe it's April 14th at the end of Bible study, and we'll be going over the Holy Spirit. And so just so you can mark your calendar for that, that will run from, I believe, April 14th through the end of June, that we'll be discussing the Holy Spirit each and every week. And that is it for your announcements. We'll go ahead and pray out. If you have any prayer requests, make sure that you do put it in the comment or you can send it to us so that we can continue to pray for you. Um, so we'll close out today. And we just want to make sure that we take this word and we apply it. Um, so Father God, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for uh, the, your spirit that is present with us always, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that even between both services, powerful and mighty and anointed that they were, Lord, that we would take this nugget and apply it in our lives, Father God. We pray that you would just continue to increase us, that we would be more and more like you, that your power could rise up through us in this day and age, Lord. We pray that we would walk in your spirit of humility and grace and mercy and having compassion for our families and neighbors that we are shut in with or um, that we see in the grocery stores or laundromats, Father God. We pray that we would have kind words on our lips to continue to encourage and exhort, but also to share and spread the gospel with, Father God. We pray that our minds would be reminded of the scripture that is held within our heart, so that when we speak, we speak in truth, we speak life, and we speak in power, Father God. We pray, Lord, that we would just have a boldness to do your will, Father God, to be obedient, that to take the proper precautions, Father, but also to go out, to go out and to be who you said to be, Father God. We don't have to break the law, Lord, but just to do it in our day-to-day. -day. So God, I pray for a revelation to show your people just how to do it. You're a very meticulous God. And so we pray, Lord, that you would show us um, how to do this each and every day we wake up. Show us where you want us to spread the gospel. Show us the best way so that each and every person can receive exactly what's needed. Lord, your desire is that all should be saved, God. So we pray that as we partner with that desire, Lord, that you would give us the boldness to do it and fulfill it, but you would also give us the wisdom and discernment in the best and efficient way to do it. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are encompassed, Lord. And we love you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.